Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the record number of women who are serving in Congress and the record number of women who have raised their hands and said they want to run for president in 2020. Think about how different that looks and feels than our normal politics. Uh, I can think back to the year 1992, the year of the woman, uh, when we were overjoyed about uh, a minor expansion in gender diversity in politics. Uh, Today, that would look very meager. Uh, We're going to talk about what that means and whether that signals a kind of fundamental shift in the way that we see leadership and strength in our politics. Uh, We're also going to talk about the controversy uh, that surrounded Gretchen Whitmer, Governor Gretchen Whitmer's State of the State address uh, last week, or at least the reaction to it, uh, this idea of talking about her clothes, which a local television station took to an extreme iteration and got a lot of blowback. We're going to talk about whether this expansion of gender diversity in our politics is reflective of uh, enough change that uh, our women now able to serve in those roles without having to deal with some of the things that men never deal with. Uh, The reaction to the governor's speech, I think, was an example of how far we still have to go. But first today, we're going to talk about Medicare. Lots of Democrats in the 2020 presidential field are embracing or being pressured to embrace a universal health care plan that would essentially be Medicare for all. Everyone would access health benefits the way people over 65 have since the 1960s. But there's a more moderate approach to the idea that has the support of a lot of Democrats, including Michigan Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow. What if we just lowered the eligible age for Medicare to 50 instead of 65? Would that take care of some of the issues that people who support Medicare for all are concerned with? That's where we want to begin the conversation today. And joining us to talk about her support for this idea is U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from here in Michigan. Senator, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, thanks, Stephen. It's always great to be with you. Yes, always great to have you with us. Uh, so uh, explain how this plan would work. What uh, Medicare at 50, what, what would that look like? Well, first of all, Stephen, the reason that I'm uh, authoring this and colleagues have joined me in it is because this is something that we could do right away. It's not new bureaucracy. It's not the larger debate you know, about is private insurance included, not included. This is a a very direct way to help people who find themselves with the the highest cost of insurance. And in our state right now, we have a lot of folks, uh, they may be in a job that requires them to retire in their 50s, or they may find themselves having to choose early retirement or being laid off. How many times have we seen that happen? So somebody's 52, 53, they go into the marketplace and uh, they are paying higher premiums in in the private sector and they are more likely to be needing medical care. And so I've had so many people say to me, I'm just holding my breath to get to age 65. So here's how it would work. You would have the choice. You don't have to. If you have good insurance, if you uh, insurance through your employer and you don't want to, going to Medicare at 50, fine. This would be a choice, and it would be something where someone would 
pay in. It's a separate pool, an insured pool, so it wouldn't affect in any way uh, the traditional Medicare at 65. Uh, although economists tell us that if we put younger people in the pool, it would actually strengthen Medicare. But rather than getting into that debate, we simply say between 50 and 65, people would buy in, pay premiums, and they would qualify if their income uh, was uh, lower for the current tax credit or cost sharing right now that's available in the private sector. So uh, we know that over one out of four uh, Americans, according to U of M, right now who are in that age, age range are concerned about whether or not they're going to have health insurance the entire year. And we also know that you strengthen the private insurance system and bring down costs for people below age 50 if you take those out who are using more medical care. So it's a win-win for everybody, and you could do it right now. Yeah. Um, uh, hospitals, though, have already come out pretty strongly against this plan. Uh, talk about their opposition and, and why you think it could be overcome. Well, some uh, private insurance, for-profit, excuse me, for-profit hospitals have come out against it. Um, right now, we're still talking with folks about how this is, would work, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I think those who've come out opposed to it are viewing it as a first step to uh, Medicare for all. Now, it could be if it worked, or it could be simply the place where Medicare lands because it's the right age range you know, and actually addresses uh, health insurance for a lot of people right now that find themselves in a bad spot in terms of cost and access to care. So we'll work through that. I think right now that there are the votes in the House if this were brought up for a vote. I know the new Democratic House would have a majority supporting it. Mm -hmm. And I think if it was brought up for a vote, there's a chance it would pass the Senate because it is that common sense place to be that gets people more access to affordable care. I want people to have more health care and have it be more affordable. And the way to do that that can be done most quickly and cost effectively is by lowering the age of Medicare. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder what you make, though, of, of the Democratic opposition to ideas like this uh, and, and in favor of Medicare for all. We've seen Bernie Sanders, who ran for president uh, in, in 2016, announce uh, just today that he is going to take another shot in 2020. I would expect this would be a centerpiece of his presidential campaign. Why is that not the right way to deal with this issue? Well, interestingly, um, Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill actually put my entire bill into his last time <laughs> as the first step. So, um, so he he is uh, not uh, opposing uh, this idea of lowering the age to fifty, but he wants to do it as a first step as part of a larger effort. And so I think that's an important debate to have. I think that's a debate that's going to go on uh, for a while. And uh, it is something that uh, has a lot of questions to it. Um, what about folks in Michigan who have negotiated good health insurance plans? Uh, you know, their, their, their union has negotiated a good plan and they want to keep it. Um, should they be able to or not? I and mean, there are a lot of questions with that that don't come into play 
with my proposal. So if you allow people a choice, and, and personally, there are other choices as well that uh, making Medicare available to anyone at any age as a choice is something I would also support. I think what is most doable to get health care to people and to lower costs right now is Medicare at 50. But I think making it a choice is the way that we're going to see how folks uh, respond in the marketplace, and and if everybody chooses it, that then we'll know. Uh, but there may be folks that don't want to choose it, and so I think it's important to make it a choice in some way, so that we can see how people respond and what people want for themselves and their families. So, so Senator, I wonder what you would say to people who might uh, invoke uh, the the fight over health care. Uh, almost 10 years ago now, and the massive reforms that were made to the system under the Affordable Care Act and say, well, we took care of this. We made sure that that health care changed and expanded to, to make to come to almost universal coverage. Why do we still need to tinker with the system? What would you say to people who fear that this is kind of a, an incremental or creeping move toward socialism? Well, first of all, the Affordable Care Act uh, was major change. And the idea that we put in place the ability for people to make health care decisions with their doctor rather than the insurance company saying how many cancer treatments they'll pay for or whether or not uh, and what the cost would be for mental health and addiction services or you know, people with pre-existing conditions having to pay a lot more if they get health insurance at all, or simple things, um, even like maternity care, that I was the, the uh, author of the provisions on women's health, and prior to the Affordable Care Act, we had less than 20% of the private plans that would cover maternity care unless you bought a rider that was very expensive. And so all of that changed in terms of the fundamentals around health care, and it was incredibly important to do. What's happening right now, though, is the Trump administration is doing everything they can administratively because they couldn't do it through Congress. You know, people voted no on repealing the Affordable Care Act. So now they're going through the back door, through court cases, through changes in the rules to weaken the system. So we're seeing what they call, what I call junk plans that the the Trump administration is allowed to be on the marketplace now where insurance companies don't have to cover essential services. In fact, the latest round of new plans that they uh, approve don't cover maternity care at all. Um, the whole system is now being weakened in terms of pre-existing conditions and, and prescription drug coverage and so on. So I would say that um, we have two things happening. One, we need to make sure that we maintain this health insurance system where people are making decisions, not the insurance companies, based on what they're willing to pay for. And then secondly, there are still uh, areas like people in uh, 15 and above that are still finding it more difficult to find affordable insurance. And there's not enough competition in the marketplaces. In fact, people at any age trying to buy insurance, we still have... Uh, I think, uh, an affordability issue for a lot of people. And Medicare can play an important role in that. 
Uh, I'm talking with U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from here in Michigan. She is a sponsor of a bill uh, called Medicare at 50. It would uh, make uh, some kinds of Medicare uh, uh, coverage available to people as early as age 50. wouldn't require that you had to do that, but it would be an option for people who don't have access to private health care. Uh, what do you think of that idea? Should that be the way that we go instead of Medicare for all, which is a proposal that lots of the Democrats who are in the 2020 presidential field already say they support. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's start with Bernadette and Redford. Bernadette, what's on your mind? When I hear about the Medicare for All plan, it neglects to mention that there is a 20% copay. So after 65, when you are more likely to be ill, you still owe 20%. Contrast that with Medicaid, in which you owe nothing. Hmm. The other thing that I want to mention is that Medicare is an insurance plan, and there are fees associated with it. So it's not just a free plan. It's an insurance plan um, that has a cost associated with it. Those are my comments. Uh, Bernadette, I, I appreciate the call and the comments. Senator, how do you uh, how do you respond to that? Well, I think Bernadette is right. It's an insurance plan, and um, thanks for those comments. Uh, there is a copay. I will say, as a result of the Affordable Care Act, that uh, a wellness visit and preventative care no longer has copays because uh, we want people to, to get screenings and, and annual checkups and so on. And so that does not, that no longer has uh, a copay with it. But it is a copay. Medicaid is based on income. And we have uh, a lot of people that qualify for both Medicaid and Medicare uh, that are older than 65. And so um, Medicaid will, um, you know, comes into play in a different way. But it certainly is an insurance plan. And by the way, we all pay into that. Medicare and Social Security is something that we all pay into. Through our paychecks. uh, Through our our paychecks. And so uh, I always hate it when I hear folks um, uh, on the other side of the aisle talk about entitlement as if uh, folks haven't paid in and earned it. These are earned benefits. Uh, in terms of Social Security and Medicare. Okay, U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, I know you have to run, uh, but uh, I really appreciate uh, you being with us here on Detroit Today. Always great to be with you, and we'll just keep pushing. You know, I'm I'm for anything that makes sense and gets people more health care. All right. Uh, thanks very much, and we'll catch up with you sometime soon. Up next, we're going to talk about the record number of women running for president and serving in Congress, what that means for American politics. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. You can download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.